Once again, welcome to the weekly rundown. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Phil, how are we feeling about the big game today? Howdy. Looking forward to it. Should be exciting. Yes, yes. We we uh, went into this last week and we got made our predictions. We talked a lot about the game, uh, but we'll, we'll of course we'll touch on that a little bit more. We're going to start with the some NBA as we like to do, but of course we'll get back into some football and and uh, this is kind of the last football show of the season, and so we're going to do it justice if we can. But first, let's talk a little NBA and you sitting there in the Bay Area. Have yeah. to be excited about. I mean, the record isn't as good as you might hope, but man, the Warriors are putting on a show again this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Warriors are uh, Curry's having to put the team on his back, and I mean, he's in uh, you know rare form. Uh, he's he's had two fifty uh, fifty plus point performances uh, so far this year. It was a great game. I don't know if you uh, caught it uh, against the uh, the uh, Doncic uh, Luka Doncic uh, led Mavs. I caught a little uh, bit of it. I didn't catch too much, but yeah, my my boys and I caught some of the uh, second quarter, and it was a good end. It was a good end of the second quarter. It was a good part oh, to, to catch. just back yeah. and forth. Um, just seeing, uh, you know, the 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 new up and comer in, in Doncic and uh, the present superstar in Curry, uh, just trading baskets. Uh, Curry ended up with fifty seven, I believe. Uh, Doncic was well over forty, um, but just an impressive. Uh, it, it, Doncic is just impressive. I know you really think he's he's a maybe a future MVP candidate, right? Yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, keep hammering at this too much as time, but I, I think it, it's going to keep coming up. It's going to keep bubbling up in uh, in this in this podcast because Doncic and it's. I know it sounds extreme, you know, it sounds hyperbolic, but I remember watching him as a rookie, uh, you know, two seasons ago. And saying to people that I worked with and, you know, thinking to myself and saying to some of my coworkers that he is the single best rookie that I've ever seen play. And, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of rookie and, you know, that includes people like LeBron and Kobe and, and Shaq and, you know, all great players and these people. And maybe it was the fact that I did, he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I remember he was, he was a little bit hyped as a, you know, a, a big time European talent, maybe one of the better European players to come out. Uh, in forever, but I don't think anybody expected him to have the impact that he has had uh, at all, let alone right away. But yeah, I he as a rookie, as a 19 year old rookie, I think was better than any other rookie that I have ever watched. And and so what that when something like that happens, yes, you have to believe that you're watching somebody who's a future MVP, right? I mean, it's sure. It's, uh, and but and what's interesting about this matchup with Curry and Doncic, neither one of them is really at their peak right now, right? They're not at, they're not in their absolute prime. Uh, Curry, you know, argue, you know, what did you say? He's 33 this season, right? He's turning 33 in, in, in a month, I believe. And so he's still in his, he's still in, in the, in the window. It's not, we're right. not, we're not counting him out, but he's probably past his absolute peak. And then uh, Doncic, you have to believe being only 21 now hasn't even turned 22 yet <laughs> which is crazy uh you have to believe that he has got some room to grow too and so it's kind of an interesting uh play off of each other here uh of between those two i mean you know curry i i feel like people after last season people kind of forgot how dominant he can be and what a show he can put on when he gets hot it's true, despite the fact he's won two two MVP awards yeah, as yeah. a six three guard. Was a unanimous um, MVP. Right. Um over Shaq, uh, uh no doubt. Um yeah, it, you know, I think I think it, it definitely, you know, when, when Doncic was coming out, I think the fact that he was able to play against adult professional basketball players in the EuroLeague and the EuroLeague championship. Right, as a uh, really, exactly, really helped him um, just in terms of playing against experienced players. So that really gave him a leg up um, coming out more so than you know some of these high school um, you know phenoms in the states that go straight to the to the league, you know, right, and dominate uh, and dominate the, every other player on the way there, right, and, right, 
aren't challenged the same way, aren't mentored the same way. Exactly. And I mean, these AAU um, basketball is not the same. It's not on the same level as, uh, you know, Euro. I mean, Euro League is that's a, it's 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 good basketball. Um, yeah. This isn't, you know, uh, basketball around the world is not like basketball. Uh, it's not like in the 80s or something um, where right. it's just, uh, you know, the game really did, hasn't didn't take hold at that point in time. Um, at least to the level it it has now. Um, I mean, we regularly get get stars from the uh, from Europe now. Um, I yeah, mean, it's I just I read. I think I read that we have players from seventy one countries or something yeah. in uh, in the NBA here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there. It's it's definitely a uh, a pipeline. All those uh, the Euro League, I think, is the second basketball league sort of in the world, right? I mean, there, and there are leagues all over the world for sure. And the Euro, but isn't the Euro League sort of a a? Uh, they do it in in soccer too, where they have the Champions League, where the top teams in all the in each of the countries' domestic leagues play against each other in sort of an all Europe tournament. And it, that's what the Euro League is, right? We should probably uh, know better, but because uh, he he was on uh, Real Madrid, right? And that's a Spanish team, and there is a Spanish league, and I feel like they won the Spanish league championship, but then they also play in the Euro League, and I f- and that's the for the best teams in each domestic league. Is that the way it works? Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. I mean, I won't even I won't pretend to know more than I do. Um, well, football's ending, league. so yeah, we might have to we have to. Yeah, I might have that. to start boning up on that, but. Um, <laughs> I think the point being, well, you know, one one guy that uh, at least uh, known, you know, media member, media type that was really high on Doncic coming out was Bill Simmons, um, mm. and for, for and, and and you know, my whole argument or or theory is based off things that he's mentioned uh, about him playing in the uh, Euro League against the adults and whatnot. But I, I think he definitely is a future MVP candidate. Um, um, I think they still need a few more pieces, but. Um, I think I would. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. if you're betting the over under on Doncic winning an MVP, I think it's it's definitely on the. I'd put my money on the the over. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, but with Curry, um, you know, obviously we you know we sort of touched on this in other um, pod on other podcasts, but you know, athletes are playing well into their late 30s nowadays. Uh, it's it's not uncommon. So, um, I th- I still think he's near his peak. Maybe he's not. You know, he's not physically where he was maybe when he was 25. Although, you know, he has built up his body from his body looks entirely different than what he looked like when he came into the league. I don't know if you remember that, but I oh mean, yeah, no, he was he was scrawny. He yeah. was a str- string bean, um, and now he, you know, he's obviously fit. Um, so, he, you know, he's just in a, he's a different different type of athlete. But um, you know, to still be putting up two 50 point performances. Um, I, and actually they lost both games, which really speaks to the fact that, you know, how, you know, poor this team is, or, you know, it's just hot and cold. Um, they're, they're, they are what their record is. They're 12 and 11 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of leads to the question. So, so Curry, Curry's going to be turning th- 33 next month. Um, do you mortgage the future? And, you know, th- these are all hypotheticals and, you know, the, the, the trade that was discussed, um, that was sort of floated out there, that was discussed, with, was bringing on Bradley Beal and giving up um, James Wiseman and our Wiseman and um, your uh, lightly protected uh, Timberwolves pick uh, this year, um, and um, some combination of Ubre uh, or even um, I've heard uh, Draymond in a package deal to get Beal on board. Um, Cause obviously even with, you know, Wiggins, we talked about last week is playing well. He, he's not ideally your number two uh, go-to man on the court. Uh, Beal would definitely be that guy. Yeah. And uh, he's, he could actually trade number one duties with Curry, right? For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you were to add a player like that, uh, you know, I don't know if that instantly means that they would be, the Lakers or, um, you know, uh, the Bucks or, you know, the Bucks. Um, but I, it would definitely, you know, raise their, um, their 
overall like prowess in terms of uh, uh, you know a championship level team um, for this I season. Think. Yeah, for this yeah, season I, at least. I just don't. I don't see why they would do that when they have Clay coming back next year, essentially playing the same position. Yeah, it's sort of insurance, though, right? I mean, we've seen how. Uh, Durant has come back from his Achilles. I mean, he looks fantastic. And so that's sort of, you, you know, you sort of hold your breath and hope for the same result. But, you know, these Achilles injuries, they're still, you know, you depending know. on the severity, the location of the tear, they're all different. And there's no guarantee that, that he'll be the same player. Although, no, having said all that, it, it wasn't exactly like Clay Thompson's game was above the rim. Uh, he's he's a, he's a shooter. Um, and I think uh, he'd be le- he's less impacted by that type of injury than well say, on offense on offense. On but offense, he's right. he's known as a pretty good defender. I wouldn't say he's a lockdown wing defender, but he is definitely above average defender. Uh, he's known he's known for that as you know for being a solid two way player, and that's where I think it would be toughest to to come back to full strength. Right, is uh, yep. being able to move laterally, keep up, you know, react to to the offense. Uh, you know, when you're playing D and that's a big question. And it's a question for still a question for Durant. I'll, I'll add also, he looks great on offense. Uh, KD does looks like he hasn't lost a step. He looks just as fluid and, you know, maybe as explosive as you would have expected him to mm-hmm. uh, without the Achilles injury. But uh, on defense is a different story. He just hasn't been able to keep up quite as well. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, the, the question you're, you're posing here is, do you mortgage the future for this short-term window that you have left with Steph, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's tough. I, I wonder what Steph, how Steph feels. Of course, he wants to win more championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he has three, uh, probably... It's probably in the back of his mind, you know, where he thinks, okay, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, you know, I, I'm sure he's thinking, no, it's fine. Let's, you know, let's, let's, I'll be part of a rebuild. You know, I mean, no player wants that. No player right. really would choose that over really trying for a championship. So, uh, but I, I feel like they would include him in some of this decision making, right? He's oh, for sure. Sort of yeah. That. Yeah, uh, I, I know I he- I have heard um, Curry uh, sound bites from Curry mentioning you know um, the fact that Tom Brady's forty three and playing in the Super Bowl is being inspiring uh, to him. Yeah. Um, in in terms of chasing championships, but um, and he's five uh, years behind LeBron, right? I mean, LeBron is no mm-hmm. f- for three three years. Is he thirty six this year, LeBron? Oh no, he's thirty five. No, he's older than that. Um, I could be wrong, but let's try. so. But he's at least got a couple of years, and like you said, more players are are playing into that age bracket, right? With the nutritionists that they have mm-hmm. in their in their camp, and their chefs, and their trainers, and medical staff, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, any yeah. anything they need at their disposal, yeah. right? And especially players at that level. So it's LeBron just that. turned uh, thirty six, right? Okay, thirty six. So. So you have to think that Steph, and same with him, he's not an above-the-rim type of player. He's going to be able to jack up his threes uh, for years. Mm-hmm. And he's never been a plus defender. <laughs> so it's not right. like you're, you're losing that part of his game. Uh, yeah, that's a tough call. It's a tough call because, I mean, why wouldn't – yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. it, that, yeah. it, it for me, I, I wouldn't send away Wiseman because I feel like in a year or two, he's going to be ready to contribute on that level of a team. Yeah. And I think uh, I I probably would lean the same way. I think when you factor in the chips that they do have in Wiseman, and if you're betting high on, on, on him and, you know, everything that I've read from the uh, war coming out from the Warriors um, is that they're super high on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have no intention on, uh, giving up that piece, but also the fact that they've got this um, lightly protected uh, um, lottery pick uh, with uh, uh, the Timberwolves pick this year, mm-hmm. and and this and this draft is uh, as opposed to last year has a bunch of blue chip um, guys coming out. 
Um, and you, you could quickly, to, yeah, that, you that could looks good. Yeah, and you could quickly reload. And even if they don't use that pick and they use it as a um, a trade piece, I mean, that can mm-hmm. bring on another uh, another uh, talent uh, onto the roster. So they could turn things around here pretty quickly. Um, sure. If all they need to do, if Clay comes back, they just need to su- surround Curry and Ubre with uh, the talent that they need. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke, but uh, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, well, if this was if we were recording this a few days ago, the number one story would have been Ubre's oh, forty point game. But. How, how, how did I even? Yeah, how do I? How do we bring up Ubre and not talk about that forty point effort? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. It seems like he is playing his way into uh, a little bit more of a settled game uh, over the last week or so. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to watch. We might, we could retire the yeah. watch. Uh, I think for for uh, for the time being, at least for the the path forward, because uh, I don't think anybody ever denied his ability, and you know the the fact, you know that. The, his potential to contribute, you know, sure. There's a question about fit, but you know, it's a, this is a weird year for them. For sure. And, uh, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but uh, I mean, I told you so I never doubted him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he, uh, he's definitely, he's starting to settle in and, uh, you can see positive aspects of his games and game in terms of uh his defense and uh length and whatnot uh, and athleticism so he's let's just got to be they, put oh, mm-hmm. sorry no go ahead no i'm just saying he needs to be put in the right role he he can't be thrust into the number three guy uh role for an offense yeah I, that's the thing is i'm just not sure that role is going to exist on this warriors team but i i feel like it was a temporary move from the beginning but i could be yeah. wrong I could be wrong, Ben. And that's going to be my question back to you is, so let's say, let, let's go with the scenario that they don't mortgage the future. You know, where, what are they missing? You know, do you see them making a run in the next two seasons? Let's say Clay comes back and he's, you know, 85%. The same, the same type of talk people were having about KD, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When they, they were saying, hey, if KD comes back and he's 80, 85% of what he was, he's still one of the best players in the NBA, right? And that's going to be true about Clay. If he comes back 85, 90% of what he was, he's still going to be one of the best shooters in the game. And he's, you know, still going to be a positive uh, decision maker on offense and defense. Right. So, yeah. And it's funny. uh, It's funny how much one additional legit consistent score can sort of change the complexion of the roster. And if, if, like you said, if, if Thompson can come back and, and be 85, 90% of what he once was, um, I think that really changes uh, the outlook on things. Uh, because right now, I'm, I watch them, um, and uh, you're just lo- outside of Curry, you're just looking for somebody to sort of pop, just like Ubre did for 40 points. And then, you know, and then it's going to be the next guy. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Pascal. Um, you know, contributing 18 to 20 points. And it's just, it's too inconsistent. Um, right. But, you know, I do think outside of Wiseman, I still think they have a need for, um, you know, an, an, a, they need more length. Um, yeah. I think they, uh, granted, uh, Marquise Chris uh, was injured. Um, right. Uh, Looney has been injured too, right? Looney, yeah. They, yeah, he's injured as well. And obviously Wiseman's out right now. They've got no. I think the tallest player they had uh, in their on the roster was six seven against the Mavs. Draymond, yeah, yeah. He was playing center, point center, right, yeah. right. And Looney is not. I mean, it's painful to watch Looney. Uh, he looks yeah, like well, he's got. They went. Two, they went to the finals. They went well, to, you know, I, I don't think it was on the back of Looney, but I mean, he was definitely on the roster and contributing. But right, that's the thing is he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't add a lot. He didn't bring a lot to the table, but he wasn't taking away either. I think he 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 played his role. He fulfilled his role well. Yeah, on a deep roster, Looney's a great, uh, you know, seven eighth guy off the bench, or maybe six six or seventh guy off the bench. Um, right now, before his injury, they were starting him, and you well, can no, see his. I, they started him. They, that's what I'm saying. Like two seasons ago, right? He he was a starter uh, in a in their championship. Yeah, team. but you had a fully yeah. loaded 
roster though, right? Exactly. You had Durant, yeah. Right. So you can you can sort of hide his deficiencies, um, but you know, with this current uh, roster, you know, even when healthy, when you're counting on um, Looney for 20, 25 minutes, <laughs> yeah. you see his limitations. He's just sure. he's got like two prosthetic legs. Um, right. Well, they have Wiseman at that spot now, anyway. Right. Right. For the next couple right. seasons. So, so they, but they, the point is, they need something else. They, they, they I think they need draft yeah, or yeah. are they going to trade, make a trade for it? I don't know. You, they need a wing player, right? I, yes. I mean, somebody to, to a three and D type of guy, right? Absolutely. Maybe not a three, maybe not even a three. They have, they have some threes some, uh, raining down already from the wings, but uh, yeah, they need what, more what length. About, I think. What about like a PJ Tucker type player, right? Who, I like PJ Tucker. I, I that guy could always, uh, you know, on my team, he could always, I always got room for PJ Tucker. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like the Rockets, he doesn't have a future there. So it might be attractive for him to uh, to go to a team like the Warriors that is a veteran, you know, everybody, a, a solid organization, you know, high expectations, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, just, right. just hit my mind. But they, I think you're right. I think they need somebody who sort of offers some size, toughness, and can spread the floor at the same time. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know. That I'm sure that that player's out there, easy to find, right? <laughs> Growing from trees. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what else is going on in the NBA? Is there anything uh, else we need to touch on this week, or should we should we give the NFL its due in the in the last the last? Yeah, I think I think season? we're, we're going to be talking more basketball than we uh, uh, care to the next uh, few weeks after the Super Bowl here. So why don't we? Uh, pay the NFL let's do with the super some Super Bowl talk after the break all right let's take a break first back from the break and uh gonna just jump right into the super bowl talk we've pretty much covered a lot of the topics heading in uh into the super bowl sunday here last couple uh, of weeks yeah we've been yeah we've, yeah we've had a lot to talk about but you know uh, one question that comes to mind is uh eric Bieniemy, the oc for uh the chiefs um do we think that he's gonna find a, a landing spot uh, i know he he has a desire to be a head coach um mm-hmm. From all accounts, he's more than qualified. Um, what do you think? Does he re-up with the Chiefs, uh, or is he? Yeah, you know, I my prediction is he stays with the Chiefs at least another season. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, yes, his name was out there for many, if not all, of the open coaching jobs, head coaching jobs uh, that were out there. I think they're all filled now. Though is that right? Uh, and. Yeah, you would. It's not a surprise. I mean, the Chiefs have been playing really well with him as as offensive coordinator, and you know he's got a legacy there. He was a player. He was a pretty good player in his day. There must be questions about his leadership or his, you know, some kind of intangible. I'm not sure, or, or maybe just that he hasn't been doing it long enough. Uh, you know, he needs a little more seasoning. I'm not sure. Although we saw Robert Sala from the 49ers go right. he, he didn't have a long <laughs> long career as a coordinator before uh getting elevated all the way to head coach but yeah eric Bieniemy, i i, I mean I, it, it was a surprise i think that he didn't catch on somewhere as a head coach or somebody didn't didn't take a take a shot uh or you know kind of well it it, it seemed like uh san diego made so much sense for him uh given the fact that uh you know he has a history with the franchise. He played there. Um, L.A. Chargers, uh, the L.A. Chargers, <laughs> L.A. Chargers of Anaheim. No, um, I'm joking. Um, San Diego, San Diego Chargers of of La Jolla, Carson. Yeah, <laughs> of Carson. Okay. Or, uh, Inglewood, Inglewood is where the stadium is, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, it, you know, it, this may work out better for him. Um, you know, 
he has an, another year of experience. I mean, he's, he's he's running, you know, the most one of the most high powered offenses in the league. Um, so I don't think they'll he'll there'll be any shortage of opportunity for him. Uh, right. You have to believe they're going to be in the mix again. Yeah. Next season, season after. I mean, Mahomes is twenty five. Uh, they're they're an attractive landing spot for any free agent, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they, they seem like, yeah, Andy Reid has a pretty consistent track record of uh, at least feel, you know, getting, getting good uh, performance out of his teams. Well, that's an interesting uh, topic right there. So let's just assume, let's just assume they do, uh, you know, win today. Um, Is this the closest thing that we've seen to a dynasty since, uh, well, I guess you could call the the, uh, the Pats. Um, uh, right. Not they, they're a bit of a different different type of dynasty in just their consistency, right? They didn't yeah. for twenty I mean, years, just twenty, 20 years. years. Uh, yeah, um, and you don't expect the Chiefs to do it for that long to to really be in the mix and to really and to to be expected to win their division every year for twenty years. Right, right. But, I think. Yeah, it's really rare in the NFL to win back-to-back Super Bowls, mm-hmm. right? Or to even go to back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Even for the Patriots, the Patriots, I don't, I don't think they won back-to-back, did they? No, no, no. So that's that is kind of telling right there. I think you know the the problem with that is there is something to be said for for chemistry and you know mix and the the styles of certain coaches or players and how they fit together with uh you know the other players on the roster etc so i mean it's a tough mix to to uh, we what we see a lot of times in the nfl is teams going from the winningest teams one season to you know the one of the worst teams the next season it's we see that almost every year right uh, you know barring injuries and things like that i mean it's not uncommon for a team to go first to worst or vice versa. And the Chiefs, to be able to stay like this, it is this is probably the best bet, yes, that we've seen, the Patriots notwithstanding. I mean, we almost expected them to compete for the Super Bowl every year. And I don't see, I can't think of another team that I thought, you know what, I can picture them really as a Super Bowl contender for the next two, three seasons, why not? Yeah, I mean, they've got all the pieces, uh, all their, you know, yeah, at least on offense, their pieces um, are young. Uh, like you said, Mahomes is 25, just signed a huge contract. He's going to be there for the foreseeable future. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I'm sure they won't won't ever let go um, until it's absolutely necessary. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey's, I think he's, Either in his late twenties or just uh, just turned thirty. Maybe yeah, he's a got a few older. more years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've got all the pieces there, um, and it just seems like every year they sort of reload. They get some name, you know, free agent that wants to wants yeah. to win a championship or be in contention to sign for uh, you know a, uh, a decent contract. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and and people want to play for Andy Reid. People love Andy right. Reid. Right. And I I was just thinking what we saw this year is their entire offensive line turned over i mean they don't they don't have any starters in the super bowl maybe the center uh right. that was a starter at the beginning of the season and yet here they are anyway i mean that that is is you know death for many nfl teams if you lose your entire offensive line uh you know that that is that is a right yeah, that's unrecoverable most right. of the time but it didn't happen for the chiefs this year and maybe that speaks to their depth or maybe it, it's their system or maybe it's Mahomes' ability, all of the above, but there aren't other teams like that. The, the Chiefs, you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> yes, I think we're we're seeing the beginning of a of a real dynasty. If they don't go to the Super Bowl next year, you know, I, you have to think that they're going to be in contention. They're going to be in contention the year after that. Yeah, and I think the main driver uh, with all of that is is still Mahomes. Uh, you know, he. He's only 25. He's going to continue to mature and uh, just with continued experience, I mean, just become, you know, even more uh, efficient and, uh, you know, uh, 
potent throwing the ball, um, you know, as he ages and uh, gets exposed to more scenarios and, and, uh, and defenses. Yeah, so, we've talked about this, how they how these types of quarterbacks also that are known for being mobile, and he's mm-hmm. not necessarily known for being a running quarterback, but he's known for being being uh, good on his feet and being able to scramble pretty well and get out of the pocket. But we yeah. talked last week or the week before about how those type of quarterbacks, as they advance in their careers and their age, that they can settle into being a good pocket passer, especially when you have the tools that he has. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely, uh, uh, you know, betting money is on them um, being in contention uh, at least the next three or four years. Right. Part of it is that the team has to stay consistent and has to continue to be good and have good players, have good coaching, and we see that from them. But what you also need to have is another team to come along and be good enough to knock them off, right? And, and who do we think, uh, you know, that's interesting, who do we think is that team? Who who do we see? Is it the Ravens? Huh? Yeah, in the AFC, we're talking here. Yeah, Uh, you know, I the Ravens. I I lost some faith in them this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think John Harbaugh's days are numbered there. Uh, And so, who knows? Who knows? Is it Buffalo? Maybe. Ah, that is tough. I, 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 Buffalo has been pretty consistent over the last, what, four or five years? Uh, two or three, yeah. Maybe two or three, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they're still a pretty young team, too, young quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, again, one season to the next, I just got finished saying, right? I mean, some team could just put it all together and have a Cinderella season next year, uh, sort of the way the 49ers did last year, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, they, everybody expected them to be okay or improve, but I don't think anybody picked them for the Super Bowl right. uh, before the season. And it just came together. You know, their, their draft picks, their veterans, uh, their, their system and their, their lack of serious injuries, all those things. And then this year, you know, the wheels came off. And so, it, it next year who knows and that that's again i mean this is sort of rehashing the same thing but that's sort of what makes the chiefs special they can survive some injuries and they can you know get over the hump i think enough you know more so than any other team it's going to take a really special season uh from a team to to out uh you know to to at least become a contender or become a favorite one of the favorites along with the chiefs next, at least for next season or two. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of dominance, uh, with regard to the chiefs, um, you know, maybe, maybe we move on to our big subject here and, and the topic of, uh, do we think football will continue to dominate? And we're talking about American football, dominate, dominate the U S sports landscape. I know you probably have some thoughts on that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the floor to you. (laughs) You know, I don't, I, I, I don't have deep, deep thoughts about this. If we talked about this a few years ago, I probably mm-hmm. would have uh, had more thoughts because we are in the middle of the, of the, uh, uh, what is it? CTE. Right. Gosh, yeah. I didn't even, this is, we need to do more research before we get into these, but <laughs> the, I expected after all of the, uh, when all these things about brain injuries and long-term, uh, health issues really started hitting the mainstream and not only the mainstream, but, you know, sort of the headline news, you know, there were movies about it with Will Smith, right. Uh, right. Big name players. It wasn't just players you never heard of, you know, linemen here and there. I mean, when you talk about uh, they started going back to players like junior Seau, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, other high profile players. Uh, and then, what it means to have your kids, you know, for parents, what it means for parents to have your kids be playing football for decades, uh, whether they make it to the NFL or not, that head, the, uh, it's the continual, the repetitive mm-hmm. head trauma, right? Right. Um, I would have thought football would have taken a bigger hit than it has. 
But you get to a day like today, Super Bowl Sunday in 2021, and it's the cover of all the newspapers, you know, it's still the by far the biggest story, not just the big sports story, but it's the big cultural, you know, uh, news story. And sure. it, no other sport here is like that. And, and, you know, we've seen it a little bit in the NBA with Michael Jordan and with, you know, obviously Kobe Bryant, uh, tragedy last year was a big story. Uh, we've seen basketball sort of expand into the culture beyond just the sports landscape. Right. Uh, but it's not even close. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't dominate the way American football does. It just doesn't. And, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, is like a holiday. I mean, they're talking about the commercials. They're talking about the, you know, the, the halftime performers talking about, this is what you can do. You know, we got the puppy bowl, you know, if you don't want to watch the Super Bowl, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is a, a day on the calendar so far beyond any other sports event uh, that I just don't see it. I, I think it has, the pendulum has sort of swung back the other way a little bit where they weathered that storm about the health concerns. Uh, I'm sure that there has been some, you know, uh, there have been some, you know, marginally fewer young boys, you know, signed up for Pop Warner football or high school football, you know, across the country. But if you have a kid who is, a fo- you know, in love with playing football and is skilled at it and, you know, big time natural ability and, you know, you're not going to see those teams disappear in Texas anytime yeah. in our lifetimes, you know, or, and, and so, yes, I, I think that, the fact that the NFL weathered that whole, you know, uh, firestorm as well as it did tells me that it's more, even more resilient than I thought. And I knew it was dominant. I knew that it's a machine. Uh, there's so much money involved that it's hard to uh, imagine any different outcome, but it even, it, it, it bounced off uh, of the league a, a lot more easily than I thought it would. And, and here we are. And so, no, I, I think that no other sport is going to be a threat to football's dominance in the U S anytime soon. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree for the most part, but I will say that I think it takes time. Uh, or I think it will take time. Um, I haven't seen any new data on, you know, I know the NFL uh, has implemented a, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, protocols to, try and reduce rule changes and protocols to try to reduce, you know, head injuries, um, you know, whether it be the kickoffs um, uh, or, you know, anytime there someone is even, uh, is even thought to have some sort of, you know, injury, they do, you know, take them into the tent and whatnot. Uh, and there's, they have no qualms about s- sitting that player out or whatnot. So I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen, the data, though, on how how much head injuries have been reduced, if at all. Right. Um, but I would say, and, and it's tough. Sorry, just to quickly interject mm-hmm. too. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a show they're putting on because I remember, you know, reading over and over that it's not the one big traumatic head injury, which of course is terrible and it, and it's harmful, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, and it can be life threatening and you know career ending. But it's more about the consistent, over time, the consistent head trauma, even if it's more minor, just over and over and over and over. And a lot of those rule changes and the uh, and those kind of the you know the concussion protocol and uh, even the equipment standards don't change that really. They don't address that really. They can't because it's just by the nature of the game. Yeah, I mean, if there is going to be change, it has to be done. It's got to be sort of systemic, right, from peewee football on up, right? Uh, and that's sort of part of the problem is, you know, it, even in some of these high schools, you know, I've lived in Texas. I know how football, uh, fo- high school football is king out there. Um, um, 
you know, I know how serious uh, football is taken and, and, you know, it's, it's definitely part of the culture and, uh, and we're talking about sort of the football they grew up with, just the hard hitting, you know, uh, Alabama drills or whatever it might be. Oklahoma drills, I should say, um, where, you know, they're just, you know, ramming two players, um, into each other, uh, you know, head first. Um, so it's going to take, it's going to take change across all levels, teaching proper technique, you know, equipment, you know, uh, incorporating new equipment and technology as it comes, um, maybe some further, uh, rule changes, um, it's strange. I, I definitely want to see uh, the game become safer, but I'm also, you know, I also understand the other side of it. I also fully uh, of the mind that at least as a professional, as if this, if you're getting paid for this, um, it's a choice and you're, you're willingly putting yourself at risk. Um, and that's the choice that every athlete has to, to make. Um, if that's the profession that they, have the ability to play and that they want to play. Um, so maybe I've, I've rationalized it in my mind. Um, but I think that definitely has to play a role, right? That the game is inherently dangerous. Um, right. Right. You're not going to see think, boxers. You're not going to see boxers saying, well, we need to make this safer. Right. I mean, we, we yeah, need to not be yeah. hit as hard or, you know, that it's, you're right. It's just part of the sport. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's the thing is I'm of the mind. I'm totally for people doing, what they want to do, even if it puts them at risk. I think where I think where I sort of uh, put my foot down was, you know, with obviously the NFL for the longest time was being coy about the whole or trying to sweep it under the rug. Um, right. The whole correlation between these head injuries and and violent deaths or you know a pro- health issues down the road, um, and that's something that every player should be informed of. They, that information should be free. Uh, should for be them out to make, it, exactly for them to make informed decisions. Um, but I don't know if football will ever go away. There's just it's a multi billion dollar sport. Um, right. There's it just is too much too big to fail type of too, yeah seemingly. Yeah. Um, but I think I you know not that my not that I'm uh, you know my wife uh, and I have uh, a son and. You know, not that he's going to be, um, you know, six four, three hundred pounds. Um, but I mean, we've already made up in our minds that he's not going to play football. It's just not going to be right. an option we are wanting him to play, at least as a, an adolescent. Um, you know, there's so many other sports, uh, safer sports for him. Um, right, right. That's what I meant. I, I think that as of a few years ago, you'll hear more and more parents feeling that way. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's probably, but I, I just don't think it's enough to make a dent. I mean, you're still going to have enough talented young players coming through and you're going to have people, you know, you know, you can use Texas as an example again and again, but of, obviously right. it's not just Texas. It's everywhere where you have, you know, families that it's just that's what they do or it's it's a big and it's a big uh I, I, right and uh, yeah we have to be careful here about kind of insinuating that these parents are making a bad decision for their kids right uh because we feel the same way i i you know my wife and i have no interest in in our kids playing football uh i did it you know when i was in school um <laughs> And I, uh, although if, you know, one of my boys got to be high school age and said, Hey, I really, really want to do this. I'm good at it. You know, I've discovered that Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. I have Mm -hmm. a passion for it. Uh, I think it would be hard for us to, to not allow it at that point, you know, if when they're teenagers and et cetera, et cetera, I, like you said, it's a choice and they're still pretty young. It, it is sort of a dilemma. It is sort of a dilemma. Uh, um, but then again, I, I mean, it, is it, again, we should look at the numbers, but I would guess that the vast majority of players who play football, you know, don't have lifelong, uh, you know, head, uh, you know, health issues sure. related to, to head injuries. Uh, but I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know what the numbers 
bear out. But again, I mean, and, and this isn't just, this shouldn't be a discussion just about that, about football, when we're talking about football dominating uh, in the U.S. I think that was the biggest threat. This has, this is the biggest threat to football that we've seen or that we could possibly see. Sure. Uh, maybe not. I, I won't say that. Not that we could possibly see. Who knows what will happen in the future. Uh, but the, to me, the, the bottom line is we saw something that really could have could have undone, you know, football as a as a uh, as a path for any young athlete. And it didn't happen. Didn't happen. And it's still by far the number one sport. And it's unique in the world. Uh, it's it's sort of there's there's also kind of a, a national pride, you know, sort of a patriotic uh, you know, pride associated with it in the U.S. Uh, it's definitely woven into the culture in lots of ways. You know, if we have sayings, you know, that from every sport, but sure. you know, that, that are tied into football that are just normal part of our language. And the way it's set up, I mean, no other sport has 16 games in a season, you know, once a week. I mean, everybody knows during football season, Sundays are football days. And well, it's, it's, there, there's no other sport that's set up like it. It is, it is sort of, it's an event. It's an event driven. Yeah. It's, and that's, what's unique about it too, from the other sports where uh, baseball and basketball, it, you know, we, we know it isn't, but it's seemingly something, there's a game on every day. Um, right. Um, but with football, it's event driven, right? You can plan your week around it. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday at 10 AM or wherever you are, you can dedicate three or four hours to watching the sport. Uh, and that's yeah. unique, right? Yeah. Um, every game is more important. Right, right, right. right. Um, but, um, you know, we know that the NFL has every intention on trying to globalize the sport. Um, I know that uh, they've been playing games in London for, it seems, I want to say eight or nine straight years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh I keep hearing that there's plans on having an NFL team in place there in, you know, five or six years. Um, so, you know, they, they, the, the, the goal is to, um, you know, make this a global sport and maybe, um, as the sport picks up popularity, at least in theory with these other countries, then you start broadening the talent pool, um, across the world versus just the States. Um, the way we've seen the NBA do it. Exactly. Baseball, baseball as well. Of course. Yes. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I think that we, we're not going to see the decline, the demise, certainly not the demise, but not even the decline of football as, as the number one sport in the USA in our lifetimes. I think it's going to be there. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big show uh, as long as we can, as far as the eye can see. Agreed. And not necessarily a bad thing. I think that it's, uh, it, I, I like that it's unique and I like that it's, uh, it is what it is. And it's, I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> Me too. Good. Good. Uh, after well, this week though, yeah, uh, no, that, that's the thing. It also gives us a lot to talk about. So after this week, uh, I hope people like hearing about basketball because we don't have, we won't have baseball for a few months either. That's right. Uh, we might have to uh, uh, trot in uh, some uh, some football, some world football, uh, into the discussion. Football, yes. Football. Well, I, if you're ready, I'm I'm always ready for that. Yeah. So I will uh, tee it up for you and let you uh, run with it. <laughs> listen, by I'll, by I'll be all spring, ears. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. By the spring, you are going to be a soccer fan. Hey, I'm open to it. I loved all it right. as a kid, uh, but uh, yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to get I need to get educated on it. I would love uh, my son to play so- uh, soccer. My my yeah, son and daughter yeah. play soccer. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, there's some good there's some good big personalities. It's I mean, there's a reason that it's the number one sport in the world, right? Yeah. Well, did you see how much uh, the uh, Messier's uh, or Messi's uh, uh, contract? contract? <sighs> what was it I, over a half a bill uh, or yeah, half? Yeah, 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 yeah. Over half a billion. Yeah, with everything involved. Yeah, and there are there are little things like uh, performance 
uh, you know, numbers that he needs. Oh, to that was total to. value. Yes, total possible value. But here's the thing: it's worth it for Barcelona. It's it's a no brainer for Barcelona to to sign Messi to that type of a contract. So you're not the first person that's told me that. Uh, yeah. So uh, my brother-in-law was uh, played soccer uh, D, at the D1 level, and he's mm. a big, it's just a huge fan. And uh, uh, I, I brought it up to him. He said the same thing. Uh, it's worth it um, uh, for for Barcelona. Um, but and then he also brought up the fact that that's just his contract to play the sport. It, that's right. not including all the other money he's receiving yeah. for endorsements. endorsements and yeah, it's sort of like an NBA player, right? Where it's right. been argued for years that the top NBA players generate so much more revenue for the league than the teams are allowed to pay them. Right. And I think this is a reflection of that. You know, you don't have the same type of restrictions in soccer uh, that you do in the NBA, and so it's. It's that's the type of I mean, that's that's market value, you know, yeah. for a player like Messi and probably market value for a player like LeBron James. Right. Or, uh, you know, right. players at that level. So. Uh, so it should, you, shouldn't be it's, it's I mean, there it's a jaw dropping number when you're talking about, you know, when you have the word billion in the conversation, right? Sure. Half, over half a billion dollars. But it's it pays off. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Well, I just want to end uh, on the note that uh, I want to thank you for being generous because uh, you had opportunity to jump down my throat for calling uh, Messi uh, Messier, um, <laughs> and you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do that. So I appreciate that. Listen, it shows you shows you how much I know. <laughs> Listen, by the end, I'm telling you, a couple of months, uh, you're going to be able to talk about. You know, you're you're going to be correctly pronouncing more soccer players' names than you even knew was possible. Will, will I be able to uh, differentiate between all the different Ronaldos? <laughs> no, nobody can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's go watch the game. The game's starting soon. Yeah. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you too. Enjoy it. Talk to you next week. And, uh, you know, just here we are, another step in the Chiefs dynasty, right? <laughs> any any second thoughts? Any are you gonna any any uh, reason that Tom Brady might pull this one out? Uh, did I go with Tom, uh, Tampa or uh, KC? I don't remember. Oh, I thought you went with KC. Okay, I, no, I'm still going KC. In fact, I think yeah. I remember I I McCole Hardman as the uh, C, uh, oh yeah low key dark MVP horse. dark yeah, horse. Yeah, I think you did. I, I had Mahomes. I went with the easy money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean Tampa's going to have to really put their best game together to win this game, but. Hey, it could happen. Could happen. Well, we'll see. All right. We'll talk with you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.